In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you paying it forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Triggynet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope everyone had a great, successful week last week, and welcome to Paying It Forward today. So I'd love to start with my business tip of the week. So last week's guest was Shannon Wilburn. I absolutely loved interviewing Shannon of Just Between Friends, and I forgot to mention something on air that I really wanted to, and then I decided, you know what, I'll just make it the business tip of the week today. So um, one thing that happened was, as many of you know, I had met Shannon Wilburn as well as our guest today at Tori Johnson's Spark and Hustle conference in New York a couple of months ago. And um, I sat actually behind Shannon at another table, and I was just so impressed with how organized she was. What Shannon was doing is she had pulled out um, this really neat, um, their plastic business card holders. And um, what she did was during the conference, those three days, imagine how many business cards we all collected. What Shannon was doing was she was inserting all of these new business cards right into that plastic business card sheet protector. And it's such an amazing idea. I did this when I went to the NACDS trade show last year. I had gone to my local um, supply store and I got this handy little, it was just like a a cheap little plastic um, portfolio, but it was perfect for business cards. It was a business card holder. And I'll tell you, coming back from conferences or networking events, it is such an amazing thing because it's not like you're collecting business cards, sticking them into your suit pocket or your handbag or, you know, your briefcase and trying to locate those business cards. So um, at least Shannon and I think very much alike as far as that goes. And um, I love the fact that by doing that, you really do stay organized. So when you get back to the office, it's so much easier that you have all of your new contacts in one place and you're able to just update, update that right into your database. So that is my business tip of the week. So now let's see. It's time to introduce this week's guest, Cindy Morrison. I was blown away by Cindy's story at the Spark and Hustle conference where she was a speaker. I can tell you, if you're at 
a crossroad in your life and you need a little bit of inspiration, you'll want to read Cindy's new book, Girlfriends 2.0. And we'll talk more about the book in a little while. Besides being an author, Cindy was a TV, um, she was on D- TV um, for over 20 years, and she was an, an Emmy-winning TV anchor and investigative reporter. Due to downsizing, Cindy was forced to reinvent herself, and boy, did she do an amazing job at that. Cindy is currently a speaker and a coach to many entrepreneurs. She earned the title Top 25 Most Amazing Women in America by Stiletto Magazine. And she's been featured on Fox News, CBS, The Talk, The Wall Street Journal, and Times Square Gossip's page. Cindy is a member of the National Speakers Association and is a spokesperson for Clear Tone Sabotic. So with that, I'd like to welcome Cindy to Paying It Forward. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for getting up a little early for us today. No it's, worries. <laughs> that's great. So, so Cindy, you have such an amazing story. I'll tell you, when you were up on that stage telling your story, I just got goosebumps, and you're such an inspiration to so many people. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your background, going back as far as childhood. Like, what kind of a child were you? Did you have a ton of confidence? Because I'll tell you, seeing you on TV, seeing you on stage, boy, you look like you are full of confidence, Cindy. <laughs> I don't know that I was uh, necessarily full of confidence growing up. Um, You know, I I think I had parents that told me I could do and be anything that I wanted to be. My mother is basically a professional volunteer, and so she taught me to always give back. And my father, being a psychologist, I think he was always really big in, um, you know, just always making me feel special and, again, that I could do anything. But I was pretty shy until about seventh grade. And then sort of came out of my shell and uh, got interested in uh, pageants a little bit and singing and just sort of, you know, the very opposite of the shy girl that I had grown up. That's great. Yeah. So So it brought you out. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay, so that that sounds wonderful. But Cindy, now, how did you get into TV? How did that all happen? Well, um, I registered my major when I was a senior in high school. I visited the University of Oklahoma and registered my major in journalism right then. Oh, wow. Um, never, never wavered. I had five years of school paid for, so that's, um, I attended all five years and loved it. Graduated with a radio, TV, film degree, and right out of college, got a job as a reporter in Oklahoma City, which um, is a big, medium-sized market, which is just awesome to to be able to have secured that job right out of school. The problem is, you know, most reporters start in little bitty markets and make their mistakes there. So by the time they Mm -hmm. make it to a medium-sized market, they're fairly polished. So instead, I got to make all my mistakes in front of Oklahoma (laughs) City and uh, my first live shot and and all that. But I just sort of had no fear. So worked there for eight years. 
Wow. Um, That's amazing, Cindy, because that really doesn't happen to many people. Just the fact that you knew you wanted to be in journalism, you know, that you majored in it is amazing. And um, it just doesn't happen to a lot of people. So uh, I think that's great. And you're good at it. You're very good at it. And um, I I just, I commend you for that. And you, you know, took that road straight ahead and you were so successful so quickly. Well, thank you. Thank you. I was the uh, consumer reporter and then eventually became the morning and noon anchor. Um, Finally had a news director that I decided I could not outlive. So I began to, (laughs) life is too short. Uh (laughs) So I I began looking around, sure enough, um, in the same state. Of course, I covered the Oklahoma City bombing, so I'm very, um, which was 15 years ago yesterday. I can't even believe that, Cindy. That feels like that feels like it was a couple of years ago, 15 years already, huh? Yeah, 15 years. So I, you know, I have a definite love for Oklahoma. So it just just happened that um, the job that came after me was the 5 o'clock anchor in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is just about less than two hours away. Okay. So um, I worked here as the 5 p.m. anchor and investigative reporter for 12 years. Wow. So loved it. I mean, I thought I would do TV news through at least two facelifts. <laughs> oh, Cindy, let me tell you, you look absolutely gorgeous. That's all I have to say. Anybody can go on the TogiNet website right now and see how beautiful, you know, Cindy looks. And I have to tell you, at that Spark and Hustle, was that like the worst weather for hair? And meanwhile, you looked just like you walked out of a magazine. It was a bad hair day, three consecutive days. And I kept like looking at you, and I said the same thing to Shannon last week on my show. I said, you guys look like movie stars. But um, but besides that, besides that, Cindy, I'm so glad. I can't believe, how did you feel? Did you really think you were ever going to win an Emmy? Um, I did not, but I loved investigative reporting, and uh-huh. it just so happens one of the stories that we covered, such a tragic story, the death of Kelsey Briggs, um, a girl who was murdered uh, right before oh. her third birthday, oh. and she had been taken away by the state and yet given back, and I mean, the, the system... <laughs> appeared to be broken, and we went and investigated it. We spent three months finding out why she was taken away, why she was returned, why she was murdered just a, an hour after um, uh, what we call DHS, Department of Human Services worker, had right. been at her house. And um, we ended up helping to get some of the laws changed. Um, oh, great. Yeah, so Kelsey... There's no better feeling than that, that you made such a huge impact. Yeah, and that Kelsey didn't die in vain. I mean, you know, my kids know her picture. So many people around Oklahoma know her picture because, you know, not just me, but also her family members stood up for her and said, you know, this isn't right, and welcomed us in to to do the story. And so we had, you know, so many times when a child was abused, there were no pictures. And this uh, 
Kelsey's grandmother, her paternal grandmother, uh-huh. um, had been a photographer and took all these pictures of her. And you could see she was so healthy until the last nine months of her life. And then she just became the shell of a child when um, her stepfather entered the picture. And um, so anyway, it was one of those stories that we were able to tell well because there were so many pictures and the family was so welcoming and they wanted answers. And mm-hmm. so it, it, it has to be one of the stories that has affected me the most. Oh my gosh. I can just imagine how you probably, not a day goes by without you thinking about that beautiful little girl, but like you said, she didn't die in vain. And I, I just think that that's amazing. So Cindy, do you see how you pay it forward? Which is why I really thought you would be an amazing guest for our show. So we have so much to talk about. I can't wait. I can't believe we're already done with a quarter of the show here. It's gone by so quickly. But I can't wait to learn more about Cindy Morrison when we get back. We'll be back shortly. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. The trick to getting published with your host, Florence Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Flo has seen it, done it, and now can share from her experiences as a newspaper staff reporter, feature writer, freelance editor, and college writing instructor. And now Flo has authored a system whereby her students enjoy a 90% success rate in attaining publication of their manuscripts for the first time. In just four years, she has over 800 of her own articles published in national magazines, newspapers, and anthologies. Author of several books, including the powerful memoir, The Sicilian Nobleman's Daughter, Florence has advised and edited professors, deans, PhDs, and hundreds of students' writings before submission. And now it's your turn. Join us Friday nights with your questions. Most of Flo's students say they've learned much and thoroughly enjoyed the journey. It's The Trick to Getting Published with your host, Flo Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and today we have Cindy Morrison as our guest. So, um, Cindy, we were just talking. uh, We know that through downsizing, unfortunately, um, 
you had to reinvent yourself. But once you received notice from the TV station, how much time did you have to figure out? Are you ready for this question? How much time did you have to figure out the rest of your life? How's that, Cindy? Well, you know, and that's sort of how I felt. I mean, you know, when you have a career in television, your identity is very much caught up in what you do for a living. I mean, even when you're at dinner with your family, you know, people will come up and say they hated your outfit or they have a story idea. So you never really get away from that. And I lived that world for 20 years and had never come up with a plan B. So when the station told me that my job might be going away, I was really in a tailspin because I had no clue what I wanted to be when I grew up. And, you know, I just, like I said, I thought I would do TV news through two facelifts. So it was my girlfriends that came together and helped me realize that um, I probably, since layoffs are going on across the board in television news, maybe I needed to figure out a way how to not see another pink slip and really work for myself. So they helped me set up my own business. So by the time I found out that my job would be going away, um, I at least had a plan in place. So that I had about four months there, actually about three months to set my plan in motion and about two months that I would have still worked at the TV station before my contract expired. Okay, so, but Cindy, you know what, I I think it's amazing that you did not go into a denial state or just try to convince yourself that this wasn't really happening. It seems to me that you accepted what was happening in your life at that time, and you were going to take any step you needed to take to move forward with your life. And I think that that's amazing. And even just sitting around a table with your girlfriends and brainstorming and trying to figure out what you're really good at and what you wanted to do with your life, it just sounds like that might have really, really helped you. Well, the the fact is um, (laughs) you really don't have a choice. I mean, the other choice is to lose your home, you know, lock yourself in the bedroom, lose your home, and lose your family. And, um, yes, I was devastated, and... um, but there was that concern of, you know, how are we going to keep the house? Um, my husband would laugh. Yeah. How are we going to keep the house in his boat? Um, but, <laughs> right. but, you know, we really had to take a look at the money we were spending at vacations we had thought about taking um, and, and, and really reprioritize, which was not a bad thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, the flip side of that was to stay depressed and, you know, just lose everything. And, and that, for me, was really not an option. That does not mean that my girlfriends didn't take me to the kitchen table to talk, kicking and screaming. Yeah. Um, but luckily, even when my face was shaken, theirs was not. So um, I, I really have an amazing group of girlfriends. Yeah, uh, it's a support system that is so, so vital and so important. So, um, and you know what's so funny, Cindy, when it comes to your girlfriends, 
I don't know about you, but when you think about girlfriends that you've really had your whole life, like childhood friends, we are, with my girlfriends, we are so busy in our day-to-day life that a lot of times we might not talk for a week, for even a month at a certain time. Like I'm talking my childhood friends. But when that phone rings, it's as if we were just talking an hour ago. You just get right back to it and I have two very dear friends you know that I've had for 30 years and when we always have a conference call between the three of us and when I hear their voices I just get that warm feeling inside like you know that feeling when you've been away on vacation and you walk into your front door of your home and you say ah I'm home I have I have that feeling with my girlfriends and I think it's it's just so important. They're part of your inner inner body, you know, your inner soul. So that's why I think the, the title of your book is just so fitting and so amazing. So, um, all right. So before we get to that, well, actually, I'm going to ask you now. So, Cindy, tell me, what did make you decide to write the book? Did the book come first before? Was that the first thing on your agenda that you thought maybe you'd want to do after the TV? Well, I found out at the end of January '09, my job might be going away. Okay. Um, so my girlfriends really kind of helped me start putting my life back together at the 1st of February. Because remember, I have to keep going to work and pretend like nothing is wrong. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. Um, so by spring break of that year, I thought I was about to fall apart. So while I was... Um, at the lake with my uh, my family, I, this book just started pouring out of me, and I oh, wrote wow. the first two chapters that spring break, and kind of toiled around with the book, wrote a little bit here, wrote a little bit there, and but I didn't know the ending. You know, I didn't know was I going to uh-huh. lose my job or not. So by May, when I found out my job would be going away, I thought, you know, okay, I'm going to go back to writing that book. Well, within two weeks of finding out my job would go away, um, I fell to the bathroom floor, was rushed to the emergency room. Oh, no. And, yeah. yeah, and doctors found a grapefruit-sized tumor. It Unbelievable. Was, yeah, it was an ovarian um, tumor. My grandmother had died of ovarian cancer, so it was a very, very scary time. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was basically, you know, put into surgery, Um Praise God that it was benign, but ended up with, with you know, hysterectomy and major surgery. Mm-hmm. Came, spent a week in the hospital, came home. The next day, our house was struck by lightning. <laughs> oh, Cindy. I have like, to laugh about it now because, you know, it's, you know, who would imagine that your career, health, and home could be literally and figuratively struck in a month? Unbelievable. So that's when I realized because I kind of, you know, put the book away, and that's when I realized, I think maybe God's telling me something. So I got the book back out. (laughs) Oh, good for you. (laughs) And um, just started writing it as the chapters came to me. I mean, I I went through um, unemployment for um, a few weeks, and so I wrote about that and why probably you shouldn't take your Jimmy Choo purse to the unemployment line. (laughs) And, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> much less get much less get Botox that morning before you go, which was free. Somebody uh, was was right. helping me out, but you know, I just laugh. It was just a different world than anything I had ever experienced. So, you know, I, I was brought to my knees several different times, and you know, realized I just had to you know, sit back and just sort of find the humor in it and figure out how to survive. And the end of the book came very 
um, naturally. I don't want to give it away, but, um, you know, I, I, I realized why girlfriends are there. We're there through, you know, sickness and health and, you know, not even death do us part kind of thing. And that's when I knew, you know, when I, when I, wrote the book in nine months and um, got it published. I mean, it just, I knew that that was the book I was supposed to write. I mean, it's amazing because um, at first, Cindy, did you self-publish it and then it sold so, you sold so many so quickly that it was then published? I did, yeah. I self-published. I had um, my first copies almost a year to the day when I found out my job would be going away. So I got him in May 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I did, I think I did 32 book signings that first month. Oh my I, gosh. Yeah. Wow. I used social media, leveraged social media to have made relationships and talk about publishing a book and reinvention. And so I built up quite a following. And so I ended up selling more books in that first month than first time, most first time authors ever sell. Ninety-seven percent of first-time authors, whether they've That's self-published, amazing. yeah, whether yeah. they've self-published or whether they've had a traditional publisher, and it can. So, Cindy, I have a quick question for you. How did you get thirty-two book signing events going on? Like, did you have to do that yourself? Did you hire somebody to help you do it? No, I did it did it all myself. But because I had been in TV news, okay. um, I knew a lot of people, and there were a lot of people interested in the book. You know, why did she lose her job? What did she do wrong? And yeah. so I think, you know, which, oh, believe me, I so played up on all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be revealed in the book. You'll have to buy it to find out. <laughs> That's great. But, I mean, I every dog and pony show... I was at, I mean, sometimes I did three book signings a day. It wasn't like I did a book signing every day. Um, And just, you know, if there there was a library opening, if there was a Kiwanis Club, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, I was there speaking and, or book signing or whatever people wanted. And, you know, that hustle paid off. But the book continued to sell briskly even after that first month. And so, yes, a publisher came to me and said, you know, we want to publish it and take it nationwide because at first the only place you could get it was off my website um, a few okay. bookstores here in Tulsa a few friends stores here um, or from a book signing and so okay. uh, they took it nationally in February oh my gosh it's amazing well I just remember being at that spark and hustle and the line was like <laughs> it was a huge long line to get to you to get you know the book and I love the book. I mean, I don't want to give away the end either, but it's so well written. I feel like you're sitting down with me, you know, in the chair next to me, reading, you know, telling me your whole story. And um, it's truly inspirational. And I just love the fact that when you come you know, faced with a challenge, you just forge ahead and you don't pull that sheet over your head when, you know, you wake up in the morning, you really just say, okay, this is what is happening. I'm going to make the the best of it. And you've done a, an incredible job with it. So well, thank I, think, you. I think you should be very proud of yourself, Cindy. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm, I'm always amazed when somebody says, you know, who's your ghostwriter? And I'm like, okay, you know, journalism, <laughs> that's kind of what I did for 20 years. So <laughs> it's all me. <laughs> Yeah, and you really do hear your voice in the writing, so um, I think you did really well, but um, we're coming up to another break real soon, but Cindy, my quick question is, 
Well, maybe we'll do it when we come back from the break. I'd love to know how you became a speaker and how you became a consultant. Like, um, a speaker is probably so easy because, um, you know, you have all that experience in journalism, but it's still almost like a job trying to find your engagements, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so we'll talk about that soon, but um, we'll be right back with Cindy Morrison on Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Coming live from Seattle, Washington, home of the biggest and best internet companies on the World Wide Web, it's SEO Radio, starring Brandon Knott. Tuesday nights at 10 Central, 8 p.m. Pacific on Toginet.com. SEO Radio. This pioneering internet and social media entrepreneur will share some of his most super efficient opportunities with you, small business owners, and future entrepreneurs to help you build a future like Amazon or Expedia Online. There's never been a marketing strategy that's been so effective at allowing small businesses to compete with the big boys. And Brandon now helps you learn these easy as one, two, three. SEO. For more on Brandon, check out his website, SeattleOrganicSEO.com. SEO Radio. Get set for SEO Radio, starring Brandon Knopf. Tuesday nights at 10 Central, 8 p.m. Pacific on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on Toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and um, during break, Cindy and I were just chatting about um, the Spark and Hustle conference that Tori Johnson had created, and I was lucky enough to attend the one here in New York, and Cindy, I was just saying that after that conference, I came home so pumped up to make my business grow, and I met so many amazing people that I'm still in contact with, like we email each other every day it seems but I'm talking like at least 15 people and 
I'm still on a high from the conference, but it's amazing to me that you and Shannon, my guest last week, are taking the tour with Tori. So it's just, I can't even imagine you must be walking on a cloud, going from conference from city to city. It's just amazing. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, Shannon and I are in the same mastermind group. We both live here in Tulsa. And, um, yeah, I mean, to be able to have Tori as my girlfriend and mentor, to be able to hang out with Shannon and Adrian Colwhite, who's another one of my um, uh, mastermind members, it's just, it's awesome. And my assistant Mandy is there, and it's, you know, it's sort of like home on the road. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to talk about the mastermind, but before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about um, you being a speaker. So how did that all come about, Cindy? Well, I think um, having done the news for 20 years, that, you know, two obvious progressions would be to write a book since I was a journalist and also to be a speaker which, um, you know, not only did I do the news, but I emceed events all the time. My problem was was changing from having always done those to, for free to now get paid for them. And oh. one of the smartest things I did there, because I'm, um, I'm, I'm very strong when it's fighting for somebody else's rights, not so much for my own, mm-hmm. and... I did one of the best things I could possibly do. I found a woman that I love, that I admire, that I trust, and hired her. (laughs) Oh, that's great. And so while I can't say no, Mandy is very good at it. Um, You know, it's nothing personal for her, and she knows she only makes her percentage if I get paid. So for for me, that was the buffer I really needed, not just that daily support and um, to keep me on task, because I think I'm ADD. Um, (laughs) We all are, Cindy. (laughs) Exactly. But also to have that person to fight for my right to... Yeah. You know, make sure that I get paid what I'm worth. The fact is, a lot of people think they're going to go on the speaking circuit and make millions of dollars. The days of very, very high-paid speakers are gone. You know, sort of the economy uh-huh. changed a lot of things. So, you know, sometimes I, I've, I've learned that if I can't make a certain amount, that I just, you know, I slash Mandy just say no. And it's okay to turn away business if it's not that right fit, as I've learned as a speaker. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've tried, you know, oh, but they're going to pay me, so I'm going to be that, you know, round peg in a square hole. And I've realized, you know, <laughs> just even as of, you know, last week that, you know, there are just certain audiences that are, that are, that are my talents. I, I know what I'm good at, and I think it's important that, we not always say yes to every customer. Not every person or business is a customer, and you can drive yourself crazy trying to to fit into that peg hole. Absolutely. I think that's an amazing tip. It's so important, um, Cindy, because for your overall happiness, especially when you're a speaker, I think you have to get up there and you have to just be yourself and be genuine, which is, I think, why you're so incredibly good at it. You're just honest. You say it as it is, and people can relate to that. And if you can make it the right fit, 
all the more better for the audience and all the more better for you because it just makes you happier and more successful. So I think, I think that's a great, great tip. Thank you. So, so, all right. So, Cindy, so now you're a speaker. Tell us about being a consultant. How did that come about, and who do you consult? Well, I, I remember, you know, as I learned that speakers were not making as much as I had thought they had, and, you know, a book is never going to make you rich, and thank mm-hmm. goodness a company here had signed me as their national spokesperson, but I still was nowhere near what my salary was at the TV station. And so I began to look at other revenue streams, which I think is incredibly smart in our economic environment that we have right now. And that's where my friendship with Tori really paid off because people said, you need need to be a consultant. And I thought, uh, consult people on how to get into TV news. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm leaving it running right now. So how can I tell other people to get into that? And as Tori and I became friends, um, she, she said, you know, you have put together this book that, um, you know, you said earlier, you know, you thought it was, was, was well-written. Um, you were able mm-hmm. to self-publish it and sell it, so much so that a publisher took an interest in paying, you know, to publish it. And she said, you know, why don't you consult on that? There are plenty of people who would love to have that advice to be able to do what you've done. And also, you've built up this following with social media. Why don't you show people the strategies of how you did that, how you used it to sell your book, how you used it. You know, I met Tori through Twitter. How, That's how amazing to me. It's amazing, yeah. Cindy. It blew my mind that if you send a tweet to Tori Johnson... Tori Johnson replies to the tweet. If you send a, tw- a tweet to Cindy Morrison, no matter how busy you guys are, you're always on Twitter. I mean, you stay on top of everything. I, I just, I think that that is the power of Twitter, that now the average person can be in touch with such powerful people, and you can get your message across so quickly. Everybody so. has the same voice, and it's free. So, you know, while... Mm-hmm. Twitter and Facebook, one, you know, some of those may be fads. The social media phenomenon is not a fad. It's here to stay. Okay. That's interesting because, you know, it's funny enough. I was part of the ladies who launched in, Man- in Manhattan a couple of years ago. You know, that was related to my Glovey's business, trying to get my business off the ground and everything. And I remember sitting in there. It had to be two years ago. It was, let's see, it had to be August of 2009. And one of the fellow members, we were sitting around a circle, and she had said, there's this new thing called Twitter, and you have to tweet 140 characters. Cindy, we all looked at her like she was crazy. Meanwhile, it was out for almost a year already because Twitter started in 2008, I believe. But um, it's amazing how far it's come and how important it is to building your brand and getting your word out. So I just, I think that's, look how, look how much Twitter has helped you by becoming friends with Tori and moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah, so I know you have so many tips for us, so I'm dying to get to that. So let me just say, so, okay, so that's what you do as a consultant. You help others um, come up, you know, publish their books. Is that it, Cindy, or do you do other kind of um, consulting for entrepreneurs out there? 
I do three different kinds of um, consulting. I do a publishing partner where I help people, you know, I walk them through the entire process of writing a book. Um, also, I do a social venture. I help entrepreneurs, CEOs really help, you know, make their footprint out there through social media. And then I also have something called Primetime Ready where I help um, people become camera ready, whether it be, you know, the CEO who may have to, you know, do an interview on something negative with his company and how does he or she do that. Or it may be, um, I just worked with two ladies who are working on a reality show and they have a great concept. They just had no on-camera experience. So I worked with them to take them every step of the way through that. Oh, how smart are you, Cindy? So there you were when you got the news from the TV show, wondering, well, what am I good at? And there you are, three complete, almost completely different talents that you have, and you're able to pull it all together under one roof. And I think I think you've done a great, great job at that. And I'm, I'm sure that those two women that you're helping become camera ready are, are just really really thrilled and thankful well and I, I i loved working with them they were just in paris uh shooting some stuff and you know it just it, it it's a real pride when you when you love what you do and you believe that there's enough success in the world for everybody uh-huh. um it makes your job so fulfilling when you see those that you've helped succeed and i think that's one reason why why i've really identified with tori is because she feels the same way and has has work to, you know, help so many women make profit from their passions. Yeah, I think it's so, so important. And what's so great about the Spark and Hustle, I think, Cindy, what I was able to take away from it was that um, even with you up there speaking, it's 20 years of experience that you come to the table with. You know what I'm saying? Like you going out and helping these women become camera ready you've got 20 years of that and during the whole time that we go through life and we do our job and our we run our businesses i guess sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit to say wow we really are experts in what we do and the whole concept of paying it forward is to share that knowledge and help others that are trying to figure it out on their own and that's the beauty of the spark and hustle conference i feel is that you've got three days where you're sitting there in the audience you're listening to one speaker after the other who are just amazing and it kind of makes you start to think well wait a second I am an expert in this, and how can I help other people? But not only help other people, get paid for, you know, your efforts as well. And I I had a very difficult time making that transition, and Tori will (laughs) tell anyone who will listen (laughs) that I had a difficult time with that. Because, you know, A, I think we think women as a whole think that what we have to offer maybe isn't worth that you know worth being paid for but two i had been giving it away for free for 20 years now not what i did for the tv station but anyone outside of the tv station i looked at that as my gift to the community whether it be you know helping somebody one-on-one or you know speaking or emceeing or whatever it was so yeah learning to charge for that there's a talent to that but i think you're so i think you're so so right cindy but all right we'll be back shortly with more of cindy morrison when we get back thanks everyone 
We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Christian Work at Home Moms, here is your own show on Toginet. It's CWAM, Christian Work at Home Moms with Jill Hart and Diana Innan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Um, I'd love to share with you just a little bit about how CWAM can help you, whether you are new to the work at home world and just starting out your search, or whether you've been working at home for a while and are looking to grow your business. Jill Hart is the founder of Christian Work at Home Moms, CWAM.com, and co author of So You Want to Be a Work at Home Mom. Jill has worked from home from 2000 and started her home-based business to assist other Christians who desire to work from home while maintaining a godly life. And Diana Ennett with virtualwordpublishing.com. I really, truly want to see you succeed, want to share the joy that I have in being home with my kids and being able to build my own business. And she's ready to help you now. Christian Work at Home Moms with Jill Hart and Diana Ennett. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Thursday nights, get ready for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millett, at 11, 10 Central on Toginet.com. What are the Read My Lips Tips for Success? Well, it's spelled out like this. R. Realize it is possible. E. Embrace all relationships. A. Advance through adversity. D. Develop your significance. M. Manage your health and wealth. Y. Yield to your natural abilities. L. Listen to your heart. I, invest in yourself. P, persist by taking small steps. And S, serve others. Each week on the show, you'll find a safe haven whereby tips, insights, and strategies are shared by Linnea and her guests. Go to Linnea's website, readmylipstips.com. Then join us Thursday nights at 11, 10 p.m. Central for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette. On toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Cindy Morrison. So, Cindy, before we get started, I would love to give the listeners the opportunity to contact you in case they want to talk to you about anything we discussed during the show today. Maybe there are mom entrepreneurs out there that can use some help, you know, regarding your consulting business. So, could you just let my listeners know how they can contact you and maybe where they can purchase your book? Absolutely. Um, my website is cindywmorrison.com. You can get the book there or anywhere the books are sold. And um, you can email me at cindy at cindywmorrison.com. Okay, that's perfect. All right. So, Cindy, just take a little quote here. Dr. Jeff McGee of Performance Mag says, if you're looking for someone to empower you to use social media to your advantage – Build a better support network or become prime time ready, then, then Cindy's your gal. So tell us everything you know about social media. How's that, Cindy? <laughs> 
Well, you know, it's a great way, you know, what we used to think of as, you know, networking with the PTA moms or in your neighborhood uh-huh. or your town. Now you can do that globally and you can reach out and, and meet people. You can talk with your customers one-on-one. You know, every CEO says, if I only knew what my customers wanted, well, now they can actually find that out through social media. And it's, it's, a, it's a great way to make connections and for people to get to know you past the business. Oh, yeah. I, I think that that's great. And um, once again, it's just so powerful, right, Cindy? Holy moly. Oh, oh, absolutely. And that's why we came up with this program called Socialvention, reinvention through social media. Because let's face it, life is not a destination. It really is a journey. And through social media, you can continually reinvent and tweak your message um, and get it out to, to the masses, but also connect with people on an individual level. So tell us, where did the the word socialvention come from? Yeah, it's reinvention through through social media, and I'm, <laughs> you know, I, I was I always love strategery as. You know, our uh, former President Bush um, has said, um, you know, I, I love words like that that just sort of stick in your mind that are a combination of words or the essence of the word, and people sort of giggle, but they're like, yeah, actually, that does explain it. It's and that's great. Sort of, that's sort of where socialvention came from is reinvention through social media, and it makes it easy to remember. Yeah, it's, it's really, really great. So, all right, I'm so excited to be able to share five socialvention tips with our listeners. So, all right, Cindy, we're ready for tip number one. Tip number one, be yourself. Don't try to be too formal to what you think people want you to be. The fact is, in this economy, people want to do business with people they know. So just be yourself. Be authentic. Okay. I think that's so important. And, um, okay, let's go to social vention tip number two. Make sure that the pictures that you use of yourself and your your one-liner and the name of your brand, it's all very consistent from your website to what you tell people in person to what you put on um, social media. For instance, I'm not Cindy Morrison some places and Cindy W. Morrison other places. I'm Cindy W. Morrison across the board. My pictures all actually look like me and are of me, <laughs> not of my dog or my kids. So, you know, I think to have that consistent brand out there is very important. I think that that's really a great tip. But I have to tell you, one of my hardest um, jobs here, Cindy, is trying to figure out who I really am on social media. And I know... Like last week with Shannon, Shannon was saying that um, she's Shannon Wilburn on Twitter, but she's also got the business just between friends also on Twitter. Like, I have a tough time with it, Cindy, because right now, currently, I'm only Glovies on Twitter. And it's so funny because people know me as Glovies. But there's a part of me that's like, wait a second, should I be Josephine Jirasi? Should I be Glovies? And then my whole radio show, Paying It Forward, is like a whole different segment. So it's kind of hard to kind of pull it all together. And that's why I tell people it's social media strategy. It's really not Mm -hmm. a one 
rule-fits-all kind of thing. Um, you know, for Shannon, people want to talk to the CEO of, if, of her company, but yet she also has, you know, what, 120 franchises across the country. Right. So I think for her to, to have her, her own voice, but also the company to have a voice for her and her situation, that happens to work. So um, so it's all figuring out the strategy that works for you. But that's, that's the great thing about social media is it's still in its infancy. Why uh-huh. I love, you know, social invention, reinvention through social media is because, you know, we're really sort of learning this as we go. And I think to not do it haphazardly, to at least pick a road and stay on it and figure out your strategy and make sure that that works for you. If that doesn't work, then tweak it or redo it is very commonplace in social media right now. Yeah, I think it's so important. And what I'm learning with Twitter, Cindy, like, I can't believe I doubled my followers since the... um, the Spark and Hustle Conference. Like I've made a conscious decision that every single day I will try to get X number of followers. And it kind of keeps me on target. It doesn't overwhelm me. But what's so important is to go and create those relationships between, you know, yourself and the followers. But one thing that I just realized, which I didn't know, was that on Twitter, on the top where it has those headings where it says, what are you doing now? And then it has that at mention. Cindy, I never knew that you could just click on that and see all of the responses from everybody. Yes. And it, it's so important so you can have that that conversation back and forth. So that's what I've re- recently learned. And I love, you know, your idea about using TweetDeck. TweetDeck is amazing because you also see everybody who's trying to get in touch with, me, with you. Exactly. It makes it user-friendly. It's sort of like the iPhone. The iPhone's a great, you know, piece of equipment, but what do we always say? There's an app for that. And apps make whatever technology make it so much more user-friendly. Yeah. I am so um, tempted to get that iPhone, Cindy. I've used my Black my BlackBerry for a number of years now, and I think it's time to get the iPhone. It sounds... It just sounds like a lot of fun and useful. Oh, I, I love my iPhone, and I, but I loved my BlackBerry. The only reason I switched was because I could take credit cards for my book on uh, my iPhone, and that, that finally sold me. Yeah, I, I think that's great. Okay, so let's move forward here, Cindy, to socialvention tip number three. Listen, don't talk all the time. So many people want to are so desperate to sell their product that all they're doing is shouting their information and their business. And the fact is, if you did that at a cocktail party, people would look for the nearest exit. So instead, at a cocktail party, you talk some, you laugh some, you listen a lot, you talk personal, you talk business. If you'll, if you'll treat Twitter and a lot of the social media outlets as a place like a cocktail party, you want to listen and not just talk all the time. It's amazing what you'll learn when you listen. 
Yeah, you know what, Cindy, even just being a radio show host, I think that is one of the that is one of the most important things I've learned is that you really have to focus on the guests and listen to every word that they're saying so that you can stay on top of it. And it's the same exact thing when you're using social media, like you said, is that the conversation has to go two ways. And you have to keep that flowing. So listening is super, super important. Absolutely. Okay, so let's see what else we have to go through here. So, Cindy, I'm just curious. um, How much social media do you do every day as far as time-wise goes? I do a lot. And people say, you know, I can't do as much as you do. Well, being a social media strategist and consultant isn't their main line of business. So I would not suggest people are on social media necessarily as much as I am. But before this became a a big revenue stream for me, um, I could do it 20 to 30 minutes a day. And I actually have tips if your uh, listeners are interested, if they will email me at Cindy. CindyWMorrison.com, I will send them the 20 tips to doing social media 20 minutes a day that will make it effective and strategic. So um, there are ways that with a a strategy that you can um, help cut down that time where you're not spending all day on there because it can be a time waster, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, even... When I get on Facebook, Facebook because, you know, I have so much family on there and friends. Oh, my gosh, Cindy, I just look at the clock and I'm like, how did an hour just slip through my fingers? It's dangerous, you know. So I think that's so smart to try to limit the time, but to use it as effectively as you possibly can. So, um, okay, so that's great. So now tell me about social tip number four. Number four is to kind of use a 60-40 analogy or 70-30. Either 60 or 70% of the time, talk personally and listen to other people. 30 to 40% of the time, you can talk business, Um, whether that be someone else's business, your business, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact is, is if you talk business 90% of the time, you are no fun. You know, all work and no play Mm -hmm. makes you know, Cindy, very, very dull. So um, so I just suggest that, you know, if you look at your tweets and your Facebook posts, you know, throughout the day, especially Twitter, that if you are um, talking business all the time, that's not the way to do it. Talk personal 60 to 70% of the day and uh, talk about business 30 to 40% of the day. Oh, that's that's really quite interesting, and I think you're so right about that. So bring yourself in it, because when people just talk about their real life, I think that's where the real connection comes in, you know, Cindy? And you can be strategic and actually work your brand into what you talk about personally. I use the example all the time of I have these suitcases that look like they came out of the Partridge family. I mean, they're hilarious. Uh-huh. And, but I But I bought them because I got tired of my black bag always you know, having a hard time figuring out which black bag was mine. So I bought these bags, and I took a picture, and I tweeted in Facebook, you know, hey, look at my new luggage. You know, now when I'm traveling to L.A. to speak, you know, my my bags won't get lost. Oh, I think. It it was a very personable, you know, showed my personality, but it also, you know, talked about what I do for a living, so... 
I think that that's wonderful. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to pay it forward with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on today. Okay, thanks, Cindy. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. With Josephine Jirasi on Toginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishment, 